Hello and welcome to The Widow Podcast. I am your host, Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I am a widow, a mum, a health coach, a life coach and grief coach. I want to help you see that you really can create something truly meaningful after loss. You have everything you need within you and I want to help you find it so you can see how capable and amazing you really are. Helping you find a more positive way through your grief. Hello and welcome back to the Widow Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again. This week I am really excited to have the lovely Sabine Horner come and join me and share her knowledge, her wisdom, her skills. Um, Sabine has so much so much to offer. Um, We had a wonderful chat on Instagram earlier on in the year and I was blown away, absolutely blown away and had so much positive feedback. I've asked her to come and join me again on the podcast um, so that we can help reach more people to understand a little bit more about grief and nutrition and what we put into our bodies and and how we look after ourselves. Sabine is a registered nutritionist. She is an Ayurvedic, have I said that right, Sabine? Ayurvedic health coach. and um, also works with yoga therapy. Um, So Sabine, hello, thank you so much for for coming and joining us today. Uh, Hello everybody and and thank you very much Karen for inviting me to have this conversation with you. It's my absolute pleasure, thank you. So Sabine, obviously you are also a a widow sadly. Um, Do you want to tell us just a little bit about you and, and, and your story? Uh, yes, I, I hope I can be brief. <laughs> um, so my nutritionist story actually started before my husband became ill because I got interested in Ayurveda because I used to have IBS um, problems, irritable bowel syndrome um, and weight issues. I, I was always struggling with weight. And then when my husband was diagnosed with leukemia, I knew Im- instantly we had to you know, change to an Ayurvedic nutrition. I I don't want to call it diet because the word diet is just misused all the time. So Ayurveda is the traditional system of medicine in India and it's more than a diet, it's a lifestyle around the prevention of disease and also addressing imbalances in the body. And so I thought that because Ayurveda gave me the, the immediate explanation of why he got leukemia. Um, I thought that's where we need to start. And despite pressure from his family, you know, not to do it and not to change our diet and lifestyle, we did it and it helped him so much. And then when he died um, after stem cell transplant, um, I just, I had uh, started studying nutrition at the uh, Northern College of Acupuncture in the meantime. So I put Ayurveda to the side for some time and decided to do that first. And and I studied nutrition, science and practice from a functional medicine point of view, which is the Western equivalent to Ayurveda, I would say, because Mm -hmm. it's also a very holistic way of looking at the body and what's going on and the causes of disease and imbalances. And in the meantime, I'd also started to do Kundalini uh, training as a Kundalini yoga teacher, which wasn't supposed to turn me into a yoga teacher. It was supposed to give me some respite. It was meant to be my retreat um, while Kevin was undergoing his treatments because I was under so much stress. It was unbelievable <laughs> having to go to from York to Leeds every time with, with his food because he, by the time he had his stem cell transplant, he, he didn't want to have any hospital food anymore. Mm. So we struck an arrangement with the hospital and I was allowed to bring in homemade food mm. for him. Mm-hmm. But it was very stressful. Yeah, I could, yeah, it takes, yeah. Well, all of it, you know, that the whole picture is incredibly stressful, isn't it? Yeah, the whole, yeah. Mm-hmm. apart from the nutrition mm. side of things, yeah. Mm. So, and, and when he died, I struggled, you know, to keep our 
well, we what we had started to keep it alive and to keep it going. But I, I thought I can't revert to the way I was eating before because that would be something like a betrayal mm-hmm. to our efforts. So and um, and then I had some. I had actually to have a kick in the uh, bum from my Ayurvedic doctor, the one that we were seeing through Kevin's treatments as well as, you know, we, we had alternative treatments as well as Western treatments. <clears throat> and he, this doctor, he said, you need to have three happy meals a day. Mm-hmm. And with happy, he meant like lots of vegetables, lots of food that has fiber in it because that makes that lifts our mood it it helps with so many things so and I still struggled of course because yeah somebody can tell you you need to have three happy meals a day but you still have to get up Mm. get the ingredients in and and get cooking again Mm. so I managed to I usually Mm. left out the the evening one and just had some homemade hot chocolate Mm. a very nutritious one but still and then I got kicked in the, <clears throat> my bum again from an, my Ayurvedic practitioner so I was seeing a doctor and a practitioner from the Ayurvedic okay. medicine um, side of things and and she then gave me a handout you know like okay you need to have three different vegetables in your meals because I was eating mainly something like meat or fish with one or two vegetables or mm. three if you count garlic as well yeah and and that wasn't enough so and I thought how can I get you know like three different vegetables in and two more because she said you have to have five different ones every day so and then I remembered I was stir fry the green stir fry recipe that we'd uh, cooked together my husband and I and that's how my famous stir fry recipe was born. <laughs> that sounds amazing, a, a stir fry recipe that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so versatile. It's, yeah. It's became my go to, you know, like, and, and it's so quick to quick do. Quick and easy. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what you need, isn't it? That is what you need, you know, because when you have just lost a loved one, um, you haven't got the the energy or the inclination even, I don't think, to want, especially when you've been cooking together, you've been cooking for mm-hmm. someone, with someone, all of a sudden when it's just you and you are in the depths of despair, the, the last thing we want to do is, is go and cook, a, you know, a nutritious, healthy meal. And, and it just, it's too much, isn't it? It's too much to, to bear. Yeah, and you you definitely need support with that in the first few weeks and months. You, you just somebody has to help you. Yeah, and that would be perfect. Yeah. So um, I I kind of always joke a little bit uh, with people because um, when Simon died, I know where, where many people have have lost loved ones. Um, you kind of end up with sort of fifteen. <laughs> different lasagnas in the freezer that people have cooked for you you know which is lovely and it and it it does really help um for sure but you know I know we've talked before about about food and and what we need and you know you've kind of touched on there about having more vegetables when we are in those those early days of, of grief and you know really not feeling it what would you say are the, the, the best thing we can do that w- maybe we could get other people to, to cook for us or, or that we could, you know, prepare for ourselves that's fairly easy and simple yet nutritious and, and you know, going to help us in that, in that grief, that raw grief that, that we experience? So let's uh, first talk about um, what other people can do for you because lasagna is 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 really a lovely uh, gesture mm. but the pasta is is not really what we need um and the tomatoes can be irritating to our system which is already upset anyway by the grief so we need to be really gentle on our digestive system because what we experience in grief is a, an, a huge emotional stress response and that just has a huge impact on our digestive strength mm. So we need to go easy. We need easy to digest things, not sandwiches, because that's the most difficult to digest food. I mm-hmm. was so surprised when I learned about that from Ayurveda. Is that so because of the bread? 
yeah about it's about the gluten it's it's also what we put on it like the ham and the cheese it's like mm. two different very difficult to digest proteins on top of the gluten which turns into a gooey mass in the, in the stomach and it just clocks everything up and yeah and not many people can actually digest gluten very well and especially not when when you are going through the throes of grief so it has to be easy and it has to be you know like it, it also depends on the bread you know like white bread of course hasn't got any fiber in it so it will just drag you down mm. mood wise energy wise mm -hmm. in every respect mm -hmm. so if you are already feeling low you need something to, to cheer you up mm -hmm. and and colors and and spices would do that you know so if you cook for somebody who's, who's just you know become bereaved a vegetable soup with some red lentils in it would be perfect because mm. the red lentils, whatever vegetables you put in it, will harmonize, balance all the flavors. Mm. That's what I learned. It's mm. just fabulous. And then you blend it a little bit. So, mm. so everything that's already blended, mashed, pureed is so much easier to digest. It's like baby food. We need baby food again. <laughs> yeah, because we also turn like, we turn into children, don't we? Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether you remember, but I felt like a child again, yeah. yes. completely lost. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I can absolutely remember it so well. You you have to be spoon fed almost, don't you? You have to yeah. sort of be got up and, and kind of, you, ha you have your hand held throughout the day to make sure you're kind of doing everything that you need to do to look after yourself. Um, you, you touched on a little bit there that the, the grief response, that the stress response um, that the body goes through. Could you just sort of expand on what happens in our bodies a, a little bit when we are going through grief? Yeah, so we have this um, ancient response to any threat, and that's the stress response. And it's very... Um, it's 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 very important for our survival <clears throat> and acute stress is really good you know to get us out of danger mm -hmm. then if if the if the stress response subsides then everything's fine and you go back into you know having you know like uh, i will you, you go you get back into relaxed state mm. but in grief that's not what happens right it's it's you know, we're, we're grieving for months or years. I mean, not so acutely, but the first few weeks and months are definitely a very acute phase. So we're in chronic stress and that's inflammatory. That causes inflammation in the body, but also the stress response makes that the blood doesn't go to the digestive system because that's not important when you run away from the saber-toothed tiger, you know, that humans faced in ancient times and prehistoric times. You don't need, you know, to digest your food when you run away. You need the, the blood in your limbs and in your heart. And your liver is, is working really hard to produce the glucose that you need, the energy to run away. So the body is busy with other things, with supporting other body systems, mm -hmm. but not the digestive system. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really important to realize and I think that's the missing link between the grief symptoms and the health issues. We, some or many of us get further down the line. I would say that everybody suffers some health issues to some degree after going through bereavement. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm definitely still recovering. I'm doing my best, but it's just like, it was su such a massive onslaught on my system, the trauma mm -hmm. and the stress that it just mm -hmm. takes time. Yeah. And in this time, we just have to gradually learn to build a new routine and, and build ourselves back up again from the ground up again. Absolutely. We've definitely completely changed. Mm. And that's really interesting, isn't it? That you're, I mean, how long has it been for you now, Sabine? Four years and a few uh, okay. actually, days, yeah, weeks. <laughs> Bless you. And, and that's really interesting, isn't it? With all your knowledge and, and all the work that you've done, you, you're still recovering from it. Yeah. And that that just highlights the impact that this has on us, doesn't it? You, you, you know, because I would 
bet my bottom dollar that you have probably looked after yourself nutritionally a lot better than most of us would because we don't have your skills we don't have your knowledge so we're not doing what you do and and if you can still feel that within your body you know what's going on for us in ours and what are we what are we missing you know Um, because I think I don't know if you'll agree with this I think we get used to feeling a certain way to putting up with certain things that are showing up in our body and and thinking it's normal yeah um and and kind of just going oh it's all right you know I'm a bit tired or a bit stressed or you know this keeps showing up for me but it's okay essentially it's just how life is for me and it's not until I think you start to, to really take notice or change things and realize the impact that that can have on you. Because, you know, I, I, I am now a health coach, but I'm not by any stretch a nutritionist. And I don't have your knowledge and, and skills. Um, but I went on a year's sort of health coaching program because you know, Simon died of a heart attack very suddenly at 43. And after he died, you know, food became my crutch. It it did. And alcohol. And I, I really didn't look after myself very well. And after a couple of years, I thought, do you know what, Karen, this isn't really working for you. I just felt awful. So I, I, I kind of turned it around. I'm not perfect. You know, I haven't got it all, all sorted. But the difference that I felt <coughs> from exercising more, looking after myself better, creating an awareness around what I was doing, what I was eating, how what I ate made me feel, which I'd never really connected with before. And and how how much more alert, how much more energized, less, less foggy, less sluggish, just eating well and putting good food in, how that impacted me and, and as, as a result, how that impacted my life and, and everything around it. But, you know, it took a lot of work and it takes a lot of, of, of kind of unlearning and relearning, doesn't it? Because we're not yeah. taught uh, all this stuff. Um, there's the convenience and processed foods are just out there in abundance and they're so cheap and we don't understand what happens to our food, let alone then what our food does that, to you know, body. to our bodies when we're, we're putting it in there. Um, and, and, and I know you talk a lot about the, the sort of the, the grief gut connection, don't you? Um, Which is, which is so interesting. So can you, can you talk a little bit about that as as well, Sabine? Yes, because the thing is, we need a lot of blood, a a lot of fluids, and a lot of energy to digest our food well. And that's what I learned, not from studying functional medicine, but from studying Ayurveda. And so I've already talked about lack of blood because it goes to other body systems, but we also forget to drink. And then we, of course, we turn into what one of my bereavement counselors talk, um, called energy vampires. So we have negative energy, mm. not even, you know, zero energy. We have negative energy. So we are sucking energy from people around us. So people who support bereaved people have to be aware, you know, that they are giving people energy, providing them with really essential energy to carry on. Mm. So, and then when we haven't got the fluids because we are not drinking enough um, the energy, we get all sorts of digestive issues, gas and bloating, constipation, diarrhea, acid reflux, you name it, uh, irritable bowel syndrome. So, and that's what people put up with, right? Not Mm. even when they go through bereavement, but before, even before, they may have had digestive issues already. Gas and bloating are early warning signs that there's something wrong and you have to address it. We learned that in Ayurveda, gas and bloating needs to be addressed ASAP. So it's not something to just ignore because it just will just impact your health in, in the longer term. I mean, yes. how many people live with gas and bloating? I mean, it's just, yes. it's almost like that's normal. Yes. Yeah. And an acid reflux, it just take lensoprazole or, or or you know, all these PPIs and that just makes everything so much worse again, mm. uh, as if it weren't bad enough already. So 
really you have to start from the top um, with you know drinking enough so that you have enough saliva that you produce enough acid uh, stomach acid digestive enzymes and bile they all need fluids and mm. um, you know where are the fluids going to come from if you don't drink enough mm. but i'm not saying overdrink because you can also overdrink and then you flush out electrolytes and that's another thing that people have never heard of mm. <laughs> i had never heard of electrolytes before i studied nutrition mm. so electrolytes are really important to for example to get nutrients into the cell and waste products out of the cell if you don't get waste products out you can imagine that the toxins just accumulate in the cell and that will impact your energy levels and your mood and everything and if you don't get the nutrients into the cell that will impact your energy mm. as well mm. so really electrolytes are like a calcium magnesium um what's the word, potassium, uh, chloride, sodium, salt. Um, so they are important. We need them in the right balance. So that's why I recommend my energy-boosting coconut water smoothie because coconut water has a lot of electrolytes. Um, banana has electrolytes as well, but some people, they can't really digest banana really well. They put on weight like me. So... Mm -hmm. Um, but in the smoothie, they're all right, um, mm -hmm. I must say. Um, but when I just eat banana like this, it just doesn't agree with me. Mm. So, yeah, so digestive issues, they need to be addressed. And, and so if you make sure that you drink enough. So I would say like eight glasses of water. And I always say warm water, because again, <laughs> if we drink anything cold, that will cause blood constriction in the stomach and digestive system. And again, the blood will be diverted away from the digestive system. So we need to keep the blood there to avoid anything cold mm. and avoid anything gassy, you know, like mm. there's so many carbonated drinks, people drink carbonated water. If you already have gas and bloating, mm. that will make it worse. You mm. will have even more gas in your system. Mm. Mm. That's so it's interesting, isn't it? It's simple things that you can mm. change. You can already When, when you see. say warm water, is, do you, room temperature or, or actually warm? Well, it shouldn't feel as a shock to, you know, you shouldn't feel anything cold when you drink it okay. in your stomach. Okay, so okay. I, I would say in the summer... Yeah, room temperature would room probably temperature. be okay yeah. in yeah. the winter. I would yeah. say, you know, boiling water is actually also better um, because, again, it seems to be easier for boiled water to enter the cells. Okay. I don't know okay. the mechanism, but it seems to help okay. to boil water first. Okay, interesting. That's really interesting. And what about some people just don't like water? They just, they yeah. can't, they, it's not palatable for them. So what would you suggest is, is a helpful way to get more in for people? Well, try all sorts of herbal teas. There's so many herbal teas around. Uh, and my, my favorite one is ginger tea, mm -hmm. uh, fresh ginger tea. And I know that that's an acquired taste for mm -hmm. some people. Mm -hmm. um, but once you are used to it, you really, you, you really mm. get to love it. Mm. Um, yeah. My husband did, didn't like it at first, and then he just had it every day. Mm. Um, and you can add some lemon juice to it, so vitamin C. Okay, okay. So it's okay to add those things. That's that's not going to. Yeah, fall. and even some pepper because that would, you know, like warm it up a little bit. Because mm -hmm. what we need is, you know, like warming up our digestive system. Because when we eat cold things, we eat cold drinks our body needs more energy to mm. process the food to break it down okay. because it needs to cook it then in the stomach if you already cook it beforehand it the body needs less energy to process uh, the food okay 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 that's and, and is it right as well that we shouldn't drink too much with our meals because that affects how we digest our food so this is so we're trying to drink in between meal times Yes, we, we definitely uh, half an hour before if you've forgotten to drink, mm -hmm. uh, but don't clog it down. Just, you know, like mm -hmm. sipping throughout the day would be the best. Okay. okay. Um, but definitely have something if you haven't been drinking ha before your meal. Mm. And you can also add a slice of ginger or just bite into a slice of ginger with some salt. And that will get your juices going. 
Okay. But you do need to replenish your 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 fluids. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that helps that the, the, the grief gut connection. So obviously, the, everything it goes away, we need our gut needs easily digestible food, food, but but we need plenty of fluid in that as well. Yeah. So when you're talking about easily digestible food, um, you've already touched on kind of um, pasta and, and bread are, are possibly not the best things for us. Tomatoes are, are not great. Soups, smoothies are obviously good. That that baby food as as we move it you know, through our grief and, and we're, you know, maybe wanting to, to have more proper meals. What, what helps that, that, that grief gut connection um, so that we, we absorb what we need? Um, well, fiber uh, mm-hmm. is the, the, the basic thing that we need for everything. It just um, makes us full for longer. Mm-hmm. So it helps uh, with cravings because mm-hmm. we do have sweet cravings when we are bereaved. And I can go into that mm. if we have time. Um, it also helps with elimination. And mm-hmm. elimination is very important to get rid of toxins again. So for our energy, our mood, uh, as you can imagine, toxins impact on, on, mm. on those. And they also bind cholesterol, for example. So if you have a high cholesterol, you know, fiber will bind it and eliminate it from the body. Mm. So fiber has got so many benefits and the most important one it it feeds our gut bacteria the beneficial ones Mm -hmm. and i I do have to touch upon them because they are so crucial for our gut health and gut health is the if we look well after our guts then we um look really that that will take care of our health if Mm. our gut is not healthy we are not healthy Mm. Mm. And the beneficial gut bacteria play a key role in, in keeping us healthy. They keep the gut lining intact. And when the gut lining is leaky, then toxins and bacterial waste products um, can enter the bloodstream. And then we get systemic disease. We get all sorts of the immune system starts to respond to things that shouldn't be in the blood. We get food intolerances, food allergies, autoimmune diseases. It's mm. all because food particles that haven't been digested properly and waste products into the bloodstream and, and other toxins. So the immune system just gets overburdened mm. and also the liver because the liver has to filter mm. the blood that comes mm. you know, from processing, um, um, the gut processing mm-hmm. our food. That, that blood has to be filtered by the liver. The liver is our main detoxification organ. It just like gets overwhelmed and then that has an impact on the immune system. So it, every system in the body works together, yeah. but the gut is the crucial bit. The gut, I, I've really learned a lot about the gut. And into, you know, they, they say it's our second brain, don't they? You, you know, and, yeah. and a lot of our our feelings, you know, everything that goes on in our body stems from our gut. But how do we, I mean, I'm assuming grief has an impact on our gut bacteria because of, of the stress response that we're yes. in um how do we try and combat that you say fiber um good what are good sources of fiber for people to to consume and and how can we kind of try and maintain that that healthy gut bacteria okay so there's two sorts of well two main distinctions of fiber there's insoluble fiber that creates bulk and then there's soluble fiber that's like more Mm gel-like and when we are grieving the gel-like um soluble fiber food is really nice and, and and soothing and calms inflammation because of the stress in our mm. system and so flax seeds are really really good and that's why i recommend putting flax seeds in the coconut water smoothie mm. um and it also has other benefits of course yeah <laughs> um there is marshmallow root which you can drink as tea there, there is um, slippery elm which uh, is also soothing to the system so that's soluble fiber and then you've got insoluble fiber in vegetables everything that's um, so insoluble fiber is, is fiber that the body doesn't digest mm-hmm. it helps with elimination mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, that's in, in all sorts of vegetables and fruits mm-hmm. um, 
so I like apples. Stewed mm -hmm. apples would be really good. Um, mm -hmm. Also for breakfast, for example, would be easy to digest and really good for the beneficial gut bacteria because of the fiber content. So an apple a day keeps the doctor away <laughs> is true. I, I have, when I, I don't have my coconut water smoothie in the summer, I have stewed apples all the time. Okay. So I think that really, I found that when I didn't have that as my breakfast, my mm. whole day was just going wrong. Mm. Um, my mood was unbalanced, my emotions, uh, yeah. everything. So I definitely, that yeah, ha that what we put into our body first thing, I think has a huge impact, doesn't it, on, on how we feel. Yeah. And, you know, speak to so many people, high calorie, high, high sugar cereals, toast yeah. you, you, you know just the things that they, they just either high in sugar or have very little nutritional value in them you know I do try and encourage people if you're gonna eat things like bread or pasta buy that the whole wheat version mm -hmm. but I know you talk uh, you know sometimes it's better isn't it with with quinoa um buckwheat noodles I think you yes. mentioned before yeah. um is it basmati rice is, is a yes yeah yeah um, so yeah, like you say, trying things that probably have more nutritional value in them, but it kind of feels the same, if that makes sense that, you know, you're not kind of foregoing anything in terms of bread. Um, that, that's a tricky one, but you, I think you said sourdough is a little easier for, for our, yeah. our guts to, yeah, is that right? Yes, because the bacteria that are used to create the sourdough, they have already pre-digested the flour for us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but again it's just like takes mm. uh, less energy to process mm -hmm. the bread mm. and I always say spelled sourdough mm. is the best okay okay yeah so but you know just trying to avoid <laughs> the, these these things um so you, you know as we've discussed, it's difficult for people and we tend to, to lean on the wrong foods, don't we? Um, easy foods, um, alcohol as well creeps in, sugar creeps in, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, we, we eat a, sometimes a lot of processed kind of foods. Um, I mean, where, where would you say to someone to, to start, you know, say their diet just feels too, too big um to, to manage as a, as a whole what would what would your advice be on like start here and and try and kind of solve this area of, of what you're eating well the easiest way to um to start getting more fiber into your meals is to whatever recipe meals you you can cook um which you don't find too you know, cumbersome, is to add some more color. Eat a rainbow. So really go for a variety of vegetables rather than your five favorite ones. Expand your repertoire of vegetables. Go into the supermarket. You know, Morrison's, even Morrison's has got plenty. You know, that's that used to be our traditional supermarket. So you don't have to go to Waitrose to get plenty of variety. Um, and go for fennel, go for chicory, go for leek, I don't know, um, kale, it doesn't tend to be um, that popular, or beetroot is, is really good for the liver. Um, so just expand and, and, and go for color. I mean, just looking at the color in, in, in the pan will lift your mood. I'm, I'm pretty sure it will because it always does, does it to me, you know. <laughs> when I, I when I look at the different colors in in my my pan, it's just like it it's, it makes me so happy. We've lost the sound. Oh, is that sorry? That was me. My microphone. Sorry. Thank you, Sabine. I think it just feels so good when you you know what you're putting into your body is so nutritious and it's so good for you. And, and the, that in itself feels great. And then when you've 
consumed the food that you know is is highly nutritious and, and good for you you just you feel better you're then not going down that that route of shouldn't have eaten that now I feel really rubbish I'm not you, you know we're kind of just yeah. putting ourselves down all the time in our heads that that self-deprecating kind of talk isn't it that our, yeah. our, our inner critic seems to, to to like to throw at us consistently um and and it's it's kind of taking that action, isn't it, to to put in good, knowing that it's going to help you deal with the emotions and the feelings and the the, the practical side of things that you you've got to face as as well in your grieving journey because it's huge, isn't it? You know, I always say that grief is a full time job. You, you know, but you don't get a day off. You don't get to go home. You don't get any holiday pay. It's it's there, it's relentless, and you have to work really hard. And, you, you know, that one of the best ways that we can support ourselves through this is by giving our body what it needs, essentially, and, and not adding more stress when they're already in a very high stress state, aren't they? You know, our, our sympathetic nervous system, all those, those stress hormones are just rife um around our body um and and it's it's kind of learning how we can sort of bring in our parasympathetic nervous system isn't it and just calming things down for ourselves and we're not very good at that we're on the go all the time we feel like we've got to got to keep doing and doing and doing um we're forever putting ourselves down in our heads um we don't like to ask for support we don't want to be a burden on people so we're trying to do all by ourselves um and and it's it is learning how we can support ourselves better isn't it through through this so how can we help ourselves in grief to make better choices you know when it feels like it's just too much you're tired you, you know what can we do to help ourselves make better choices well just um go for one simple thing even if it's only drinking you know the six to eight glasses of water warm water herbal tea or whatever that will make a massive difference we in ayurveda we say that Water is one of the most powerful herbs, but it can't be patented, so nobody can make money out of it. So mm. just use water. Mm. You know, water is giving life with mix consists of 70 or 80 percent of water. So water is really essential. Mm. And uh, reduce coffee. <laughs> I know um, I'm, I'm a coffee addict myself. But I had to reduce my coffee intake and I go for one really good cup of coffee in the morning. I go mm. for organic because it hasn't got the pesticides in it and the toxins. Yes, it costs more money, but if you mm. only have one cup, you know, mm. spoil yourself. Mm. You you deserve to spoil yourself. Mm. You know, you're not going out to the cafe so, so often nowadays. Just spoil yourself at home and, and get some organic coffee. Mm. Mm. and uh, yeah. and have it with some some milk some some almond milk or some oat milk mm. um to to really mm. you know like lessen the effect of coffee because coffee can actually cause additional stress on the kidneys especially and the kidneys produce all the stress hormones so they are already overwhelmed in grief so is that coffee, because of the caffeine in it sabine yes it's just like produces more you know spikes in the body and and just like mm. it's like beating a dead horse you know mm. if, if we mm. keep drinking too much coffee and then also caffeine yeah i can can have the same effect in in black tea but coffee is actually the main mm. thing because people do tend to drink five or six cups of coffee a day and I mm. used to be one of those and and it's not good for us it's if, really is it better to have um, caffeine free decaffeinated coffee depends on how the decaffeinated coffee has been produced okay. because again you know in the decaffeination process they can use like substances that are not so good for our body mm. so mm. i would mm. say go for organic coffee with some caffeine but tone it down with some milk and you can even put some coconut oil in it to make it creamy 
Mm-hmm. And that will lessen the effect even more. And just okay. just enjoy it and sip it and really be mindful. Yeah. Because I, I remember just, you know, not downing. Mm. Yeah, not not really downing, but just leaving it and not really enjoying it and then having a sip of cold coffee. Mm. Mm. Um so really sit with it and, and enjoy and, and have your coffee ritual in the morning. Make it a ritual, but it's mm. for you. It's mm. you your your me time, your yeah. self-care time. Because, you know, I have learned that, that, that one of the worst things we can do is end our day on alcohol and start the day on caffeine because it, it just mm. the, the effect it has on, on our systems yeah. is huge. It's really huge. Yeah. And how many of us, you know, at the end of the day, you know, a couple of glasses of wine, wake up in the morning, a couple of cups of coffee. It, it's just, it's mm-hmm. kind of what we do and the stress that that, that adds on, onto our system. So, okay. So, so drinking more water, you also talked ab- about um, breath mm-hmm. work and, yeah. and how that can, can help and just how that is, you know, accessible and free to us all mm-hmm. Um to, to help kind of calm our nervous system down a little bit. So is that something people can easily do? Do you, do you have to learn how to do it? Uh, it's very, very easy to do. Uh, as you say, it's free. It doesn't cost anything because we do have to breathe anyway. So we just deep a little bit deeper mm. um, because, of course, what we tend to do when we are grieving, we tend to breathe only from the chest up. Um, we have very shallow breathing and that causes also the neck and shoulder problems. Um, so deep breathing is breathing really deep into the abdomen, into your tummy. And you may have to put your hands on your tummy at first and because we don't tend to, you know, push the tummy out on the inhale and then pull the abdominal muscles towards the back of the spine on the exhale. We tend to do the other way around. Mm. So it really... Again, it's, it's, it's something to practice mindfulness with, to just connect with our breath and, and see what our breath is doing, you know, regularly at any time of the day when you remember, oh, ships, mm. what's my breath doing? Mm. Oh, I think I'm, I'm breathing a little shallowly. So maybe I should um, put my hands on my tummy and just like try to relax my tummy muscles. You know, that mm. takes some yeah effort you know to relax because of course we are so tense that that relaxing of the tummy muscles might feel a little bit Mm. like an effort at first Mm. but once you've done the first inhale deep into your belly and then the exhale pulling the tummy muscles towards the back of the spine the next inhale becomes so much more relaxed and deeper Mm. that's my experience Mm. and if you do this before and after a meal if you do it before the meal, you can actually up your digestive enzymes by 25%. Wow. That's really a, a, significant. A big, yeah. yeah, significant uh, benefit. Just deep breathing a little bit deeper just before a meal. And then after the meal, if you do the same, just relax and just like connect with your breathing and maybe also do some deep breathing if you, if you feel like it, then you give the tummy the stomach time to process the food so this mm. the blood stays in the stomach for mm. 15 minutes and then go back to the computer or mm. to some other jobs mm. you have to do mm. remember that when you digest your food you need as much blood in your digestive mm. system as possible mm. so don't watch television if you can i know it's very tempting when you're on your own to sit in front of the television but again the blood goes through your eyes and your brain to process what's going on on the screen mm-hmm. and mm. so it's just very simple things like that yeah, so that is just really be aware you know it's, it's yeah. just you don't have to do everything you know yeah. but just become more aware of what you're doing and what simple things you can do mm. you know gradually mm-hmm. to help yourself and mm. to digest your food better and then to feel better because yeah. when you First, your food better than your energy level increases, your moods lifts, and mm. your mental clarity as well, the brain fog, and, and your depression. You know, like I was close to getting into a depression and I turned everything around, but mm. I could have easily fallen into that mm. gap as well. So I really find it frustrating when people, you know, say, oh, 
I've got brain fog, I've got depression, I've been put on antidepressants and I'm on mm. anti-anxiety pills. It's just like, it's so mm. avoidable. Yeah. Do you know what? I loved it. I think in our, in our last conversation, um, the grief is a natural process, yeah. you know, but we fight it. We, we don't know how to grieve, you, you know, it's society kind of dictates that, you know, you can have three weeks off work and then it's like, right back to normal. And, and, and exactly to your point earlier, it, it takes a very, very long time, a very long time, years really, doesn't it? To recover, to, yeah. to, to you, you know, restore, to recreate your, your new normal. And you know, in that we we don't give ourselves the, the the time and the space that that we need to to nurture ourselves through this, and and then we think we're doing it wrong, or that you know that that I I did it, I did it, I went to the doctor and I was on sleeping tablets and antidepressants. You know, when I reflect back, was I depressed? Probably not. You, you know, <laughs> you feel you are you feel depressed, but clinically, chemically, I I, I don't know, but. I think it, I was just in the depths of grief and that felt like it, it could help when actually there was probably a lot of other things that I could have done to support myself through that process that wouldn't have involved me me taking the tablets and yeah. it's not to shame anyone or to say that that's wrong because no. um, no. for some people it is the right thing but I think you, you know you so brilliantly say it's it's we're not looking after ourselves mentally physically nutrition all of it are we you know um but I'm, also I'm, nobody I'm, tells us i mean no even support people i mean they they do the best but they only you know like look at the mind you know what's going mm. on in, in the brain in our emotions and feelings and they they they, they have not been trained to look at the gut no but the gut and no. the brain work together so one influences the other yeah so so interesting so interesting um I'm conscious of time Sabine but I just wanted to sort of, sort of touch on sugar because I think that's a biggie um yeah. and and it's something that we all turn to a, a lot what what can we do to to you know we still like those sweet things um but we're eating all the wrong sweet things <laughs> and and you've you've kind of said a bit how grief makes us crave the sugar so can we just talk a, a little bit about that Yes, yeah, so we get sugar cravings for five reasons, really. Um, we get neurotransmitter imbalances, and one of the main or very important neurotransmitters, not that the others are not important, is serotonin, which is the happy woman. And 95% of it is actually produced by our gut bacteria. And stress impacts the gut bacteria, so serotonin levels are... Um, impacted and that can make us crave carbs and sugar mm. then of course we have lack of energy and when the body lacks energy especially the brain it craves sugar glucose is the main fuel for the brain mm. um, we also of course crave sweet things because we crave comfort mm. so it's it's and i can't remember the other two now <laughs> but uh Oh yeah, I think uh, the, the fourth one is the when when our beneficial gut bacteria are depleted, then of course the more harmful ones get into the majority and they crave sugar to survive. So, uh -huh. so one impacts the other. Yeah. Again, it has to do with gut health, big time. What can you do? Like we don't really crave the sugar; we crave the sweet taste and everything that's nourishing has a sweet taste mm. so like sweet potatoes everything that has fiber in it even meat you know like in small amounts maybe blended into a soup to make it more easily digestible at first um but don't go for a big steak you know and not very late in the evening that's really the wrong time to eat a big steak mm because our digestive system is not working in the mm. evening. So that's another mm. thing that can be easily rectified by having the main meal at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. So uh, other things you can do is you can have, instead of the white sugar, where there's nothing in it, no, there's no nutritional benefit in white sugar, but there are 
Um, there's maple syrup, which has nutrients in it. There's raw honey, which is amazingly beneficial. It also feeds the good uh, gut bacteria. It's antimicrobial, it's anti-inflammatory. It's good for the lungs, so especially important now. Mm. So raw honey, I always stress raw honey, which means that it's not been heated up. It's not been mixed with sugar. It's really taken how, from- How do you honey. know? Does it say raw, if you want to go and buy it, does it say raw honey? Well, I usually buy the organic one because I assume that organic, they know that they should yeah. not heat it up. Okay. But you can also go to a local um, yeah. bee farmers and bee farmer and yeah. ask them. That's yeah. what we did, and and they said, well, they couldn't pay mm. for the label, you know, organic. But that's mm. what they did, you know. They okay. they just put it from the beehive okay. into a jar, and that's okay. it. And so raw honey is, is really good. And dates, dates. especially medjool dates. Yes, medjool dates cost more money. But if you don't have these cravings and you don't, um, when you eat a lot of processed food, you actually eat more than you need. Mm. Because, you know, like mm. the body is still craving, ha has still got these cravings because it still lacks the nutrients. Mm. The body's cravings are a sign that the body needs something and mm. you need to listen to these cravings if you have sugar cravings and just think am i emotionally mentally or physically malnourished mm. yes mm. we are all three of these in in grief so mm. then try to put more fiber into your diet by including more colorful vegetables mm. Mm. You know, these sort of things can, can help stop the cravings. And alcohol, you know, can be a lack of one of the neurotransmitters, uh, GABA. Mm. So very difficult to for a, a, a Western doctor to diagnose GABA deficiency, but there are GABA supplements. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I would say consult a nutritionist if you have alcohol cravings and you can't stop them mm. then there is definitely some nutrient deficiencies and neurotransmitter imbalances going on mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's so interesting that's so interesting so do we just what can we do with these products do, can we kind of the, the honey do we sort of drizzle it on of cereals or not cereals don't mean cereals a breakfast um like if you were to have porridge or, or something like that um, I mean, what can you do with these things to make them like, feel okay. like a sweet treat? Uh, the porridge, uh, for example, if people have porridge in the morning, then you could add some maple syrup mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on top. Um, I always have raw honey with some lukewarm water and some apple cider vinegar in the morning because mm -hmm. that's really good for the liver and the gallbladder mm -hmm. to you know, get all the digestive juices going in the morning and our digestive system revved up in the morning. Um, what else can you do? Well, raw honey, you can also put them in energy bowls if you've heard of uh, energy bowls. Mm -hmm. mm, what else do I do with raw honey? Oh, I also put them in my coconut water smoothie. Yes. Uh, yes, <laughs> nice. Yeah, sweeten yeah. it up. Yeah. And I guess yeah. you can use the dates in the, the energy balls yes. as well, can't you? Yeah, yeah. the dates. Yeah. Um, you yeah. can also use them in porridge and yeah. so in the coconut water smoothie. The dates are really good because they also have fiber. Yes. So I've already stressed. I just love eating them. I love them. I have to be really careful because if I buy them, <laughs> I eat too many. <laughs> but I just love my dual dates. So they're, they're fantastic. Um, do you know, I think just I just wanted to touch on because we talked about it before and I think it's important um, sort of supplements and and sort of the, the vitamins mm -hmm. maybe that we're going to be deficient in um, because I know there's a lot that, that, that we're deficient in um, that's really important to us. So what would you recommend people do there? Okay, the first thing I always do with my clients is I have them tested for vitamin D. Mm. Um, because I think most people who have health issues, they have a vitamin D deficiency. Mm. Mm. So 
And it's really good to know your basic levels, even if you haven't got any symptoms, but symptoms can be fatigue, mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. blood sugar problems leading to weight gain, um, muscle aches mm-hmm. and pains, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Vitamin D has been also linked to diabetes, to high blood pressure, to all sorts of um, wow. he- chronic health issues. Yeah. Fibromyalgia, for example, rheumatoid arthritis, you name it. So vitamin D is really important to have checked. And mm-hmm. so the GP can, your GP can taste, test it, um, have it tested, and it's for free via the GP. If, you, if your GP doesn't want to do it, then you can do it. Um, go to the NHS website. There's a very good test. It's co- it costs twenty nine pounds, I think, at the moment. And um, you get the results by email, so it's very easy to do yourself. It doesn't cost the earth, but first try it by your GP and see how far you can get. Yeah. And then magnesium, because vitamin D um, works together with magnesium. So, and we all magnesium deficient all of us not whether we are bereaved or not because this pandemic is just stressful for everybody and stress depletes magnesium mm-hmm. quite heavily so everybody should uh, supplement with magnesium i mm-hmm. did um again uh, sometimes i i stop doing it and then i start doing it again and then i, I just feel the difference it makes mm-hmm. to my sleep so mm-hmm. if you have any sleeping problems, mm. then just try to up your magnesium intake, at least 400 milligram a day. But you have to be careful when you're on medication, like blood pressure medication, because mm-hmm. magnesium lowers blood pressure naturally. Okay. So really mm. be careful with when you're on medication. And I know quite a lot of brief people are so you have to mm. check that with your gp okay okay unfortunately mm. Mm. um the other thing yeah multivitamin would be not a miss because mm-hmm. we when we lack an energy our thyroid um which regulates our metabolism just slows down to mm-hmm. preserve our energy res- mm. um, reserves And that can slow down our digestion, can cause constipation and depression, can also cause weight gain. And our thyroid needs a lot of nutrients. Vitamin D again, magnesium again, but also iron, Mm. um, selenium, vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin A. (laughs) You can already see it it Mm. needs so many vitamins Mm. and minerals. So if you have any... um, suspicion that you may have a low thyroid function then the multivitamin would be good but again if you're on medication it needs to be checked by a nutritionist whether it you know hasn't got any interaction with your medication mm-hmm. um and i would say nutritionist because mm. they know a little bit more about supplements than yeah yes the, the, some yeah. GPs. yeah absolutely and also absolutely. about the food you know like that would uh, help you uh, get your nutrient levels mm. up and, and how to improve your digestive strength. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a, you know, like there's yeah. a lot to consider, you know, a lot of things that nutritionists do to, there you know, correct imbalances. You're, you're, you know, it is, it's huge. It's absolutely huge, isn't it? And we could talk for hours about this, yes. I'm sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I find it all so interesting. I really do. And, and I really want to help people connect more with what they're putting in as to, as to what they're getting out because yeah. it's all so connected and you know the long-term effects of you know not nourishing our bodies on you know in an already very stressful situation you know we haven't had time to talk about it but you know the grief symptoms and how they can go on to become health mm-hmm. problems um but it it you know it does start with having that awareness doesn't it of what you're putting in um yes. and, and why you're putting it in you know are you hungry do you need that thing or, or do you need to maybe get out in nature and take a walk connect with someone yeah. you love 
dance in the kitchen to a song I find some joy in in your life which I know is very difficult and when I say joy I don't mean you have to go out partying but you, Mm -hmm. you know we can find exactly to your point sitting in your garden with a really nice cup of coffee and being present with it and and allowing yourself that time and that space we can find joy in those moments because we're nurturing ourselves and I think sometimes we're looking externally for joy and sometimes yes. it's about looking yeah. inward, isn't it? Um, but I also like oh. to add, you know, like I, I've, I've learned from, you know, reflecting on my own behavior and habits that it all starts with self-love. Mm. We need to learn to love ourselves oh. again. If we haven't done it before, then, yeah. you know, for the first time. I think yeah. that's one of the big lessons from bereavement is to, you know, when there's no partner left to love us, we mm. have to learn to love ourselves and, and yeah, and mm. then it becomes easy to make the, yeah. some better choices. choices. Yeah, 100%. And I think we do become very critical of ourselves, don't we? And mm-hmm. we, we don't love ourselves. And, you know, I know it sounds a bit corny and a, and a bit cheesy. You know, people are like, oh, really? <laughs> but, you, you know, we are our own biggest assets in life, aren't we? You, you know, and we, we have to be our own best friend. The relationship we have with ourselves is the most important relationship you're going to have with anyone in your entire life. You have got to live with you <laughs> for yes. the whole of your life, you know? Yeah. So make that relationship a positive one, a loving one, a compassionate one, you, you know, nourish it, nurture it, learn to kind of love you. And, and it does, it just, it does help you make better choices, doesn't it? And, and it helps you kind of create something meaningful um which you know again it takes time um and and we all need a bit of help in that sometimes so sabine if people want some more information they want to to find you track you down work with you follow you how can people get in touch with you and 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 find source you out you know Well, unfortunately, my website is still not ready because I'm so busy <laughs> with other projects. I, it should be up uh, by hopefully October um, if I can get my act together. So that would be www.sabinehorner.com. So my name is spelled S-A-B-I-N-E and then my surname H-O-R-N-E-R. Um, it's a bit difficult to uh, to spell. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, uh, on YouTube. I share some cooking videos. So you can always cook along with me if you find it too boring, too lonely, whatever, too difficult to cook, you know, on your own. Just mm-hmm. switch on one of my cooking uh, videos and cook with me. And they were made with bereaved partners, for bereaved partners. So Brilliant. make most of them. Yeah. Where else am I? Um, I have a well-being community for bereaved partners where I share all sorts of tips, recipes, um, wisdom, videos mm. about, you know, um, how to help ourselves with simple things. Um, where, where's that? Yes. Where can people find that? Where's that group? Uh, on Facebook. So if you type in well-being community for bereaved partners, you should be able to find okay. that group. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yes. Um, and on LinkedIn, you can find a whole link tree with all sorts of other things, mm-hmm. um, uh, free resources. And I also do a um, free interactive session on health issues after loss. And the next one is coming up on the 24th of September. Brilliant. In a week time about um from 10 to 11 a.m in the morning so you can uh, find that one on eventbrite if you look for health issues after loss and you can also find a link via my instagram profile on the uh, in the link in the bio brilliant 
Brilliant. That's a lot of help and support out there for people so that they can learn more from you. Savina, you have just been incredible. Again, your, your, your knowledge is just out of this world. I think you're incredible and everyone needs to, to come and see you and speak to you and, and, and help support themselves through their grieving journey um you understand it from from first-hand experience and, yeah, and I, I know unfortunately you, yes i know and it, it's it's so sad um but it's just lovely what you do and and it will help so many yeah. so thank you so much thank you so much for your time thank you for for everything for for being here we you know we we hugely appreciate it so thank you very much Sadine. well thank you karen and i hope i will be able to help many more people in the years to come you will you will i'm sure thank you thank you so much for listening today on the widow podcast if you would like to find out more about how i can help you please visit my website www.karensutton.co.uk i would love to help you find your way forward to a brighter future So get in touch, let's have a conversation and let's help you take back control and find a more positive way through your grief. I look forward to hearing from you.